live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narber, and Chris Stockham Goodman. Chris, we are back in the ballroom. It is Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. And oh, what a chic ballroom it is this season oh do you dare think it's i chic? say have we no it's not chic but like have we had a facelift have we had our first facelift i mean it got some questionable work done that's for sure <laughs> should i immediately pounce on you for saying the word chic you were doing a bit you were on a roll you were doing great and i was like how dare you compliment or seem to compliment this makeover i hate it i hate it <laughs> i mean you did kind of like crush my spirit and my joke but you know what it's fine isn't the first time won't be the last time i'm used to it all right okay then do it again chris welcome to the podcast like <laughs> go for it girl <laughs> No, we're not going to do it again, Chris. That's inauthentic. <laughs> I'm not going to have you just placate me. I don't know how I feel about the questionable work that has been done. I don't know how I feel about it. I hate it. I hate the blue curtains. I hate the blue curtains in the formerly red room, now Drew Blue Room. I hate it. Are they even blue? I I thought they were purple. They read blue to me. Okay, okay. Uh, there was this part of me that got like ever so slightly excited because I thought they were purple and I was like, oh my God, we're kind of like moving into the era that our logo kind of is reflective of. And I just, I felt a little sentimental for that reason, but maybe that was just me being like, they're purple. I guess stay tuned to see what color they are. It's a, it's a real cliffhanger, folks. And we're only minutes in. I'm on the edge of my seat. You know what else I'm on the edge of my seat to find out about? We could, like, do a whole introduction, but folks, we're just getting right in. Clearly, this is the season five premiere. We're talking about the season five premiere, Dancing with the Stars. We'll talk about things later, but we need to get the elephant out of the room right now. Samantha is gone. For a very good reason. She's not dead. She just had a baby. <laughs> in 2007. She just had a baby in 2007. <laughs> yes, yes. So because of that, we have teeny tiny little Drew Lachey back in the blue room. I know. <laughs> I know. I loved when he was standing next to Tom and I literally wrote down, it brings me it brings me joy that Tom is taller than Drew. Because Tom is not that tall. No. And Drew Lachey, famously, not tall. <laughs> Teeny tiny. <laughs> In case you were wondering, Tom Bergeron's height, he is five foot nine. I was going to say, I know for a fact he's taller than me. Well... Everybody feels short to me if you're not my height. I'm like, oh, then they're short. Okay. 
you are not matching my energy level because I once again set you up to be like, oh yeah, for when we met him in the ballroom. And you know what, Chris? If you're just going to disappoint me, if this is how we're starting off season five, I don't know if I want it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I mean, let me guess. You hate Sabrina Bryant. <laughs> let me guess. You hate her. There's a couple that I have really strong opinions about that I am, like, very curious to see where you are on this person. So, we're in for Uh some wild, we are potentially in for some wild energy tonight. (laughs) But, okay, we'll do the whole introduction thing. See, my brain is all over the place, but I just want to talk about Drew Lachey. What did you think of Drew's co-hosting abilities? Um, I wasn't paying the closest of attention to him. I thought he was incredibly awkward at times. Not incredible. That was very mean. Um, there was at least one exchange. I believe it was after, like, the model that he was just incredibly awkward because he was, like, trying to, like, pump her up, but, like, took a very long time i don't it was just awkward but it was so it's fun to have him are you ever going to be mad that drew lachey is in the ballroom no but i think it showed how natural samantha is at this difficult job oh absolutely because like we have picked up on small mistakes she has made in the past or like kind of made jokes about things that she said but All in all, watching Drew, I mean, at times, I mean this in the nicest way, but you could see him kind of sweating and thinking about things. And I I mean, Samantha, you don't really see that. Um, I did like that Drew multiple times said, get on the horn to vote, uh, which I just really enjoyed that he kept saying that over and over. (laughs) Um, Yeah. but, But... uh, yeah, I mean, he was fine, but he's no Samantha. So do you think, because you could see him sweat, like, do you think he enjoyed it? Like, do you think he liked being a co-host? Yes, but I, when I say, like, you could see him, like, sweat, you could, like, see him thinking the natural, like, segues into a new like okay we have to get the judges scores so what is something that the contestant just said that i can make a reference to um okay like you gotta vote for him and now let's send it to tom but to send it to tom i gotta make some reference to something somebody (laughs) said like you could see those gears turning yeah absolutely i i 100 agree with you and i want it clear i'm not criticizing You hear my wheels turning many times during this podcast. And honestly, not that I edit this podcast (laughs) a lot, but sometimes we cut some of the awkward pauses where I am thinking about what to say next that's a good reference, or we cut out tries that don't work. Not that we've ever done failed bits that just got lopped out of an episode. No! we have such natural rapport with one another i have no idea what you're referencing but it it is nice to highlight just how good samantha is at her job too like i don't think like 
it's it's nice to see like oh this is actually work this isn't something mm-hmm. that any joe schmo that you pluck off the street could do and of course you know who makes it look the easiest emmy winner tom bergeron he's a natural i recently saw do you follow deck shepherd on do you have thoughts about deck shepherd i love Kristen bell <laughs> It's always seemed a weird pairing to me. It's always seemed weird to me. I don't really have strong opinions about him. Oh. I I appreciate how much she loves him, but I'm like, she's Kristen Bell. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is that mean? I think, no, because I think he shares that same sentiment. I think he shares that same sentiment where he is also like, she is Kristen Bell. When will she wake up and realize who she's with? But my point was, he was like, I don't, I saw it on his Instagram or something like that, where he was like, hands down, like the best host, as far as I'm concerned, is Tom Bergeron. He is absolutely incredible. And I loved him giving Tom that little shout out. Mm hmm. Isn't it nice that uh, somebody appreciates him, unlike, I don't know, the producers of a show that he worked on for a couple decades? couple decades. No biggie. So. Okay, can Chris. I tell you something weird? Can I tell you something weird? Yeah. It's the month of September now. This is my favorite weather. I love the fall. I'm ready to, like, start housing gallons of apple cider from Aldi. I'm ready for football, like all these things. And we're starting a new season of Dancing with the Stars. And I'm just like so excited. And it's bringing me back to such memories of when we would get excited for the new currently airing season that fall. Uh And it just, I love it so much. And it makes me miss that feeling. But I know that we can't ever go home again because Tom isn't there. No. But this feels so right that I'm like, this is the right time and we're starting a new crop and we're like doing this. So I love it. I do. I love that. I love sentiment that like you and I can start a new season, even if it isn't the actual new season. But it's just like the right time. And I'm like, oh, yes. I would show up at your apartment a little sweaty with a small package of donuts that I picked up either at Iowa Book or at the gas station on my way over. And but of course, only, of course, only the chocolate covered ones, not the powdered ones. Of course, that goes without saying, obviously. We would just hunker down and we'd have our own scoring car. Oh, we were perfect we were monsters monsters (laughs) real talk i'm not like the more cast that comes out for this next season i don't know if i really want to watch let me just tell you who they are jojo siwa Mm -hmm. suni lee Mm -hmm. matt james of the bachelor and I didn't even watch his season because I was so freaking annoyed that he was even The Bachelor to begin with. And Olivia Jade, a.k.a. Is, is, yeah, is that confirmed? Uh, I mean, E! News tweeted it. Okay. Is, 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 so, 
I looking at the about to be what is this season twenty nine? Thirty. This is gonna be thirty. Yes. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, so looking at the cast of of those, I mean, you get your uh-huh. gymnast, you get your bachelor, yep. you have your. Yep. Is sort of like younger influencer star, YouTuber, and then you have like yeah. your influencer inventor of tacos star. Yeah. So I mean, this fits the modern Dancing with the Stars casting patterns. Yes, I I understand why you wouldn't be excited about those. Is this just you saying, "Oh, well, I'm I don't like these four. I'm out," or are you like? if it continues along this trend of like, there's nothing exciting here, will you be done? I, right now, Olivia Jade feels like such a bad choice on their part in a series of bad choices on their part where I'm like, do I want to continue that? You know what? Like, it's almost like, could that be the straw that like, I was able to like, not forgive Tom, but you know what I mean? Like I was able to like push past that and like give it a try. I dealt with the tyranny like of Tyra and like, now you're gonna put, like what even is Olivia? What are you telling us that you're like, okay with, it's it's like the epitome of like white privilege. And like, well, I don't want to support her. How many people like that have been on the show before? Because like Ryan Lochte was there as part of his like apology tour. Um, you had Carol Baskin, who allegedly may have <laughs> murdered her husband, was on the show. Like, this is a I thing. Get what, I get what you're saying, but there's something about this one that is just rubbing me like so hard wrong right now so it's just hard i get that so after like all of this so after like 15 minutes of preamble it's season five of dancing with the stars (laughs) now that we we decided we were gonna only focus on night one to save a little bit of time which instead meant that we got to talk for 20 minutes about nothing oh my goodness <laughs> yeah we we truly were like we're only doing the first night of the three night premiere so that we don't talk forever <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> so um, the way the season premiere was formatted on Monday night, it was a 90-minute show, just the women, night two, just the men for 90 minutes, and night three, Wednesday night, uh, was a one-hour results show. We are going to do just night one in this episode. We will do mm-hmm. night two next week, and at that time, also reveal to you who went home. Our fallen star. Um, this premiere, it is September 24th, 2007. Shows airing alongside it, just if you're curious. CBS was airing a new episode of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Fox was airing an episode of Prison Break. And NBC was airing the premiere of Chuck. 
question. How many viewers do you think Dancing with the Stars' this season premiere attracted? 19 million viewers. 21.2 million viewers tuned in. It wow. Was easily the highest rated show of the night, including over uh, Monday Night Football on ESPN, which drew 10 million viewers, which was the next highest rated Wow. Show. Also, in case you're wondering, the pilot of The Big Bang Theory also aired during Dancing with the Stars' season premiere. And it attracted 9.5 million viewers. So, wow, starting real small for them. To think about. It's 2007. It's a different mm -hmm. time. So, it is, wanna... but a time to be alive. After more preamble, would you like to talk about our first contestants? So starting us off, kicking off the night with a cha-cha-cha, it is 90210 star Jenny Garth and new professional Derek Huff. Welcome to the ballroom, Derek. Star of Dancing with the Stars. You may know him best as the golden boy of Dancing with the Stars. The greatest male uh, pro, the, the greatest pro the show has ever seen. The most incredible, the most talented, the most humble, uh, the most emotionally supportive, the most What are you, do are you doing a bit? Are you doing a bit? Are you just seeing how long it takes me to get angry? <laughs> I was waiting till you were gonna stop me. I literally, okay, here's the thing. Actually, I don't know if we want to talk about this because we've already spent 45 minutes of just like us chatting, but I think there is something to be said that like he might be one of the best pros that the show has ever seen. I don't think it's really that much of a contest. I think he actually probably is, but I think that yes. also makes so, it like, much easier to be sick of him immediately. Or yes. So when you started with that, I was like, I was like, okay, Chris is spitting truth. And then he just kept going and I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that Derek says as he's being introduced, he's like, I might not look as macho as the other dancers because he <laughs> certainly does not. <laughs> I hate his hair. I hate his hair. It looks yeah. better when he's dancing because they like do stuff to it, but the like flowy it doesn't even look like mid-2000s to me. It looks like Mark Hamill, 1970s. Well, and it looks kind of thin. Like his, I don't know. It just like, it wasn't working. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I hate it. Okay. But... I have a weird comment about mm -hmm. Jenny. And I don't know if I'm accurately saying this. Okay. I feel like when you're watching them in rehearsal, and even though she's not really talking, like in rehearsal, she appears as though she is having no fun. She looks so stressed out. She looks so like perfectionist that she does not seem to be enjoying herself. And so I was like, ooh, I don't know how I'm gonna like her. But then her talking head, she's super personable, like really comes across well. So it's this weird like juxtaposition where I don't I don't quite have a read on her yet. I wasn't necessarily reading into that 
it, of in her face in the rehearsals, but maybe that's because mm -hmm. I just kept thinking about how pretty she is. Gorgeous. And so then in her talking heads, when she's like, oh, I'm just like a regular person, like such a fan of the show, like this is hard, like uh -huh. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're not a regular person. You are beautiful. You are like <laughs> the type of person that like, oh, excuse me, you're so beautiful. Do you need a kidney? I will give you mine. You should just be handed things because you're beautiful. Yeah. Kidney donation beautiful. That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> so they perform a cha-cha-cha to Uptown Girl. Chris, what were your thoughts? I needed a little bit less class and a little bit more slink to it. And part mm -hmm. of that came from the dress, which was very pretty, but for a cha-cha, yes. I needed like hip fringe so that it felt uh -huh. more cha-cha. I think she has potential, but yes. it was just a little too classy, a little too timid, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Especially as a cha-cha. Well, her necklaces were very distracting. She had like layered necklaces that... I don't feel like we see a ton of that in costuming. Maybe that's why I thought it seemed like her chest and shoulders were hunched forward. Could be. I felt like she knows the dance. She was just lacking confidence. And that could be first week nerves. You're starting off the show. Mm -hmm. Like it could be all of that. But I definitely felt like she had her steps down. I thought that she like was flowing well it just some movements were a little awkward almost like she was too far away for him but i think she just needs confidence yeah and it, this first dance first person of the season is i think the hardest position to be in absolutely so, all of that can be easily forgiven do you want to hear my hot take yes I have no idea if it's a hot. I just labeled it a hot take and then immediately went, it's not very hot. My hot take is that Derek really reminded me of Brian Fortuna from last season, the way that he moved. Ooh, ooh, that's scalding. Oh. I know. Oh, is your hand okay, Chris? Oh, 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 ouch. <laughs> Welcome to Just Meaningful Plastic After Dark. After Dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a perfectly adequate first cha cha. Yeah, it felt long, which all of the dances did. Well, all the well, packages no, all the, felt like, very long two. to me. Yeah. The packages felt long. The dances to me were like fine. It's because they're only they only have six people to fill 90 minutes with, whereas before right. we had whatever, 12. Yeah. Which I, I do like that as a way to introduce us to them. It gave the judges ample time to speak. It gave us ample time to yeah. meet them. I liked this. I, I actually think you can't always do this, but this is a perfect format for week one. 
I agree. I when when you said what the format was last week, I was like, oh god, how much am I gonna have to watch? But like, this is a great way to intro us to them. Mm-hmm. It's just really long and drawn out even though it feels like oh i bet i can get through this real quick but it turns out they just have to like Mm -hmm. speak a lot fill a lot of time i don't know what that would be like no i've never had to do that before in my life um straight sevens a 21 yeah most importantly out of this segment did you notice what princess sparkle in the Harold Wheeler Orchestra was wearing, she's really no. going for it on her like sparkle crown headgear now. No, like, what was she I wearing? Would, it was just like it seemed like bigger than usual. Her like head sparkle headgear. It was uh-huh. beautiful. It was beautiful. I was <laughs> like, go, Princess Sparkle. I feel like I we're have... really getting into the era of when hidden gems were a thing and i feel like we're hitting Uh the stride of like dancing with the stars is about to hit like its camp peak potential and i am like (laughs) here for it so excited for it in the last year i have like just grown to understand camp and like love camp Mm -hmm. even more like i always have i mean it's inherent i'm gay but like (laughs) but like now i'm just like camp is everything and dancing with the stars is like that (laughs) so you are about to hit your stride with the show i feel like i'm going to love it in a way that i didn't at like before even though i obviously loved it for these things i mean hidden gems annie barrett's hidden gems were just finding the camp in the show and making jokes about the campy things yep but like I didn't understand it as that. Maybe that's what turned me gay. (laughs) (laughs) Annie Barrett, we're going to have words for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's all that needs to be said about Jenny and Derek. Exclusively words about Jenny and Derek. Let's move along to another very personable contestant. Josie Marin and the Iceman himself, Alec Mazo. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alec was funny in the package. Alec was incredible. Incredible. I understand. I understand their relationship now. Like, I get why they are <laughs> together. Because they're both so freaking funny and they're both so freaking beautiful. They, in this case, of course, is Alec Mazo and his wife, Edita Slavinska. Yes. Just clarifying to the people, he's not with Josie Marin, folks. No, God, no. That would be wrong. She, she's a typical model contestant that's not Paulina Poroskova. Which yeah. is to say, oh, um, okay. Well, that's kind of disrespectful to Rachel Hunter, actually. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, she was also wonderful. Yeah. So this is this is starting to alter our trope of model, I guess. Maybe 
She was boring. All of this to say, she was boring. Did I write any notes about her from their package? No, all of my notes were about Alec. Well, I mean, I did write a note about Josie, and it's that she is deceptively unfit. That's literally exactly what I have written down, too. And did what did you say about that line? Because I'll tell you what I said about it. I said, OMG, Alec is funny, in quotes, Josie is deceptively unfit. That's it. I wrote, Josie is deceptively unfit, finish her. <laughs> like, that was so brutal and so funny. Yes. And delivered so well. Because, I... like, that obviously is delivered as a joke, and then he's like, She's a model. She, like, takes care of her body, but, like, she's not strong. She can't do these things. And so it just becomes fact out of, like, a joke and is like, oh, boy, <laughs> the Iceman. <laughs> he held nothing back. How'd you feel about their foxtrot? I mean, it was fine. It was a fine week one dance. I think that she shows some potential... Um, she was wearing a very sexy dress, <gasps> but I thought that she had a weak frame. Did you like the dress? To... No, but it was a very, like, revealing dress. Okay, thank you. I hated the bottom of it, the, like, multi-hue greens. Yeah. I hated that. Horrible. It was not a good dress, but it was no. a very sexy dress. Especially after Jenny, who had the cha-cha, was, like, much more conservatively. It was just a weird <laughs> dress for her to be in. Um, but she needed to watch her throwaway arms. I thought that she had a weak frame. But I I will honestly say, like, I thought all of the females did a very good job in week one. Like, there was no dance where I was like, oh, my God, that was atrocious. So you'll hear me say a lot of, they show a lot of potential. It was a good yeah. week one dance. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought a lot of the dances were were good, at least. Um to me, this one, it didn't deserve what the judges piled on it. Yes. Like, I think this is easily the weakest of the dances that we watched of these six. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly because this one was just kind of bland and boring. Um, yes. My big thing about it is, at times, she just wasn't super graceful in some of her movements, especially... There was a time they were traveling across the floor as she's going backward and it just looked it, it was not smooth it was not mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't and what's hard is the judges kind of picked on that and basically told kept like piling on like you're not a natural dancer you're not a natural mover and yeah. basically made it sound like you can't do this and I didn't love that. Like, I think Len might have gone into hard, most of all. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to figure out who I wrote it for. It might have been for Josie. I think their up and down movements were very forced. We'll say that was for Josie. <laughs> Who's going to fact check you? You do i have your notebook girl no i'm not like the old man from the movie the notebook 
Oh my god, should I mail you all of my notebooks when we get done with, with this podcast? And will you promise to move into a nursing home with me and read all of my Dancing with the Stars notes? Katie, you really loved Stacy Keebler, but now I must remind you of her f- freestyle. <laughs> and that makes me lucid every time. You just hear this, no! <laughs> She does remember. <laughs> oh, we are horrible. And? Perfect. Anyway. Um, 655-16. Adequately scored. I don't know. I guess I could have seen all sixes and I would have been okay. Yeah, that's what's hard. I'm like, I'm not mad at the score. It just, the judging felt harsher than it should have. Especially considering the rest of the night, they were like pretty effusive about about almost everyone, even when giving sevens. And then Josie with a 655 is like, Josie, you can't dance. (laughs) Josie, you're such an unnatural mover. Okay. Josie, you're so unfit. Josie, you can't even walk up a flight of stairs. Now to someone who can walk up stairs. It is Cheetah Girl, Sabrina Bryan, and Guppy Face himself, Mark Ballas. Chris. 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 Yes, Yes, Katie. I love them. Are you crying? No, but I just know what I'm in store for. They are. Okay. Don't get mad. Okay. Okay. The judging was exactly what I expected it to be. Absolutely. Um, I think Len should have been harder in his scoring. Yeah, in his scoring. I literally, okay, so basically this is Sabrina Bryant. She's a cheetah girl. She talks about how she's a hip-hop dancer, and they explicitly talk about how they're going to add hip-hop into the routine. I immediately was like, you cannot do this. You should not do this. I feel as though much more points should have been taken off for this. I can honestly say that. They should not have gotten the score that they did. Thank you. Because in my notes, as soon as she said that, I was like, no, don't add hip hop. Len will hate it. I will hate it. And I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, The hip hop wasn't that prevalent it wasn't that prevalent but it didn't okay so i i admit as soon as they said that and basically we're like we don't care about the rules we're gonna do like for us and for my fans and for this i was like okay get over yourself girl so i think i became a little biased and then she said that she was nervous about doing hip hop and that she questioned if they should do hip hop. 
but then she was like all in and like oh i'll teach you these things and we'll do this and we'll do that yeah so i don't know but i so of course i got a little biased against it and then they do it and so i think i was already kind of coming in with a lens of i'm not gonna like yes the dance it's a cha-cha to doncha and it's incredible it it just didn't always quite feel like a cha-cha or even like all that latin to me especially in the first half and some of that i think came from how from how aggressive it was because Mm -hmm. it was danced and choreographed to be just very aggressive on both ends Mm -hmm. that also caused them both to sometimes it felt like they were ahead of the music but it just didn't feel enough like it to me in the second half of it it got a little more latin it and it got better for me but i don't know it just it kind of set me on the wrong foot with her okay so here's well here's what i'm just gonna say you're wrong about everything you're (laughs) fundamentally wrong all of your opinions are garbage i'm firing you from this podcast no i'm just kidding about some of those things so i thought this dance was incredible it was so fast it was so sharp for a week one dance to go out there and be as in sync as they were and to attempt the things that they were attempting which you can fall back to she has prior dance you know like whatever so like their dances are probably going to be at a higher level than everyone else's but like i was just so blown away like i really thought that they looked like two professionals out there i can also understand your point of view so even though usually i'm like chris you're wrong and i will never agree to anything you're saying this time i will say i agree with some of the things that you're saying but for me it was just for a week one dance for the third dance of the night it blew me away i hear what you're saying and in some ways that kind of made things click that i was like you know what yeah it was a very very technical and well-performed dance for week one something we've never seen like that Uh at this point It, it wasn't my cup of tea and so i think that immediately meant i was sort of not going to accept what they were selling me Mm-hmm. And yep. maybe going back eventually, I'll be like, you know what? This is better than I recalled or that I let mm-hmm. myself feel. Um, and is it bad to say this is six years early, but it's just, it's Zendaya. Oh, it's Zendaya's yeah. week one, but Zendaya's week one, she got to do a jazz. And mm-hmm. so she got to do her own style of dancing. And therefore, that is like one of the dances I always return to is Zendaya's week one dance. And I'm like, yeah. it's perfect. It's incredible. This, I'm like, because it's allegedly a cha-cha, I don't know. I just was like, I'm, I'm not on board. 
Well, and I think you have been burned in the past with Mario getting such major point deductions that I do think that there is a part of you that like when people blatantly break the rules and talk about breaking the rules and aren't met with quite as harsh of criticism, I do think that that does rub you the wrong way, as it should. If I was, if I had been the Mario stan and I had to go through what you had gone through every single time, I would be like, are you kidding me? So like, hear me say you are justified in feeling those feelings this is also erasure of the all-stars finale correct never forget when i basically had a mental health crisis spurred by Derek huff breaking rules yes what fun what joy what well fun god we love this show so they see incredibly high scores a nine an eight and a nine Len surprisingly scores them an eight, even though he does say, like, I'm going to take points off for the hip-hop. He says points. Would he have given it a ten otherwise? I have no idea. Because when he said points, I was like, okay, so he's giving a seven. Oh, I thought six. I thought six. I was like, he is going to, like, stick the knife in. Well, he and is, I'm like, be... kind of taken off, like, quote-unquote, it seemed that he's taken off, like, two points for that in the past. Yeah. So, that's why I was like, okay, I expect a seven. Because the others are probably going to, this felt like nine scores, or, like, nine critiques from them. So, I was yeah. like, okay, so it'll be a seven from Lynn. And it was an eight. I couldn't believe it. Bruno uses the word, he says that their footwork had surgical precision, and I absolutely agreed with that. Sabrina just didn't sound like I remember her sounding like. (laughs) Oh, I agree. I actually agree with that. Very, like, breathy voice. I don't know. It was, yeah. I can't describe, but it was just like, I had an idea in my head of, like, Of what she sounded like. And it was not that. Yeah. But... Cheetalicious. Gotta do it for those cheetah fans. <laughs> Next up, it's Johnny and Marie. It's Jonathan Roberts and his partner Marie. When Tom said that, when he called them Johnny and Marie, I was like, I want this all the time. Yes. What did you think of Marie Osmond? I really liked this I is the did issue. Too. I, I did too. I liked literally all of the females except for Josie really because she just didn't have a ton of personality yes Marie I loved everything she was selling me I was buying in bulk she blew me away she's bonkers and I love it yes yes and she was clearly having so much fun both in her talking heads in rehearsals and even like in the live show she was also that same person it just it's this like (laughs) she's serving us wine mom energy (laughs) yeah she is (laughs) yes she is (laughs) and i'm ready to drink it all up i just loved her i just absolutely i could not get enough of her their foxtrot Mm -hmm. was good yep I loved her dress. I thought she mm-hmm. looked gorgeous mm-hmm. in purple. Mm-hmm. I didn't love her hairdo. No. It was not the most flattering. No. So 
this was my issue with the dance. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know how to describe this. I felt as though she was dancing small. And I needed her to project more, which is an interesting thing considering that she has been in the entertainment industry since she was three. She's done it all. But there was just something about her where I felt like her energy was so contained to just her and Jonathan that I wanted her to just project more. I wanted her to push out her movements a little bit more. I wanted her to like flow her energy. Like there was just something about her that I was like, I need more. And, like, it wasn't Clyde Drexler where his dance moves were legitimately small. It was, like, her energy. Curious. I maybe partly agree with your statement. Because for me, she had a great presence. I thought it was a really classy routine. What I lacked were some of those extensions. I just felt like they needed to be a little bigger. They needed to... Mm -hmm grow a little bit out but i didn't necessarily feel that from sort of her performance needing to radiate out it was just like the movements themselves sometimes it was like just lean into it more when your arm goes out let it stretch when your leg goes out and i do understand she talks some about being a middle-aged woman yeah um and not necessarily being like in the same shape as some of the others and mm -hmm. so like kind of having to like lean your leg out and do this yeah is not going to feel natural and you might feel self-conscious about it mm -hmm. but i i like need that from her i need mm -hmm. more leg i need more woomph yes but she she had a good dance like i enjoyed everything that i saw from her and i think she has a lot of potential yes straight sevens which was was right and good yeah Boo! <gasps> Scary Spice! It is time to talk about the Eminem Dance Factory 1.0. Mm -hmm. It is Mel B and Maxim Shimerkovsky. Mm -hmm. Katie, I have strong feelings here. How do you feel about our Spice Girl? Did she I give like you what, what I... you want? what you really really want i don't think so i liked her in the package and i i could i could appreciate what she was saying and i'm sure someone who has danced with me they also understand that i can appreciate what she was saying because i'm not always one that loves to give up control so like she was really connecting with me on that level um i enjoyed what i saw from her but i didn't walk away with strong feelings either way katie you're wrong you're fired from the podcast i don't agree with anything you said how dare you katie i loved them i love this pairing i, I think i'll be able to get there them i am choo choo here comes the <laughs> mel b train but, but what was it that you were loving? Like, what, what was I missing? Well, you have the bad boy of the ballroom who uh -huh. gets to proclaim himself that in this. 
you have Mel B, who is so cheeky and funny and fiery. Uh, you have them, like, they're clearly just, like, they're matching their energy. They're matching yes. personalities. They're, like, not butting heads, but it feels like they just have this right push-pull because they yes. are in so many ways so similar. I, I just... wrote down that they're basically the same person. Mm -hmm. Which I loved she's wearing leg warmers in her soul. <laughs> um, I just, I loved it. Now, I don't understand why she's not on Strictly and is instead doing Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I literally was like, you, it's so much like the UK flag in the background and like all of this stuff where I was like, so why are you here? Like Jane Seymour, I get because she had recently become a naturalized citizen. But like, <laughs> is that your criteria? <laughs> if you're not a citizen of America, you can't be on Dancing with the Stars. Well, it feels like like what did Mel B? What was she really doing in America? I mean, what was Mrs. McCartney? I can't remember what her name was. What was Mrs. McCartney doing in America? It's a great question, but I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah. Now it bothers you. Yeah, now I would be like, okay, why isn't she on Strictly? Yeah. But... Uh, it, but then we wouldn't have her. And then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have, have her and we wouldn't have her and Max. Like, I am just, I am all in here. And then as for the dance itself, I mean, Max's turtleneck look... I wasn't necessarily into, but it showed off his physique. And I was like, oh my God, he, why don't I look like that? And it made <laughs> me feel bad. And then I was like, I don't care. I'm going to keep eating peanut butter from the jar. Um, <laughs> and like, I also don't know, much like, much like Sabrina's dance, I don't know how much of it read cha-cha to me. Uh, yeah. But I was like this dance i was like i can't believe what they're doing i can't believe what they're executing i was like oh my goodness i i am all in i am bought in i am like give me those spices You're the give me You're those, the give me that oregano give me that turmeric i'll take some saffron on the way out like spice chew chew I enjoyed the dance a lot, but for me, it paled in comparison to Sabrina's, which I'm sure that you hate that coming out of my mouth, but I just, like, Sabrina had knocked the socks off of me, and Mel B, like, couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, I had no more socks to be knocked off of, but I really, really liked their dance. I thought he really pushed her. There was challenging choreography and i'm so 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 excited to see what they have in the future and i do think that i could get on board with her like you are i i'm in i thought her shoulders came up at times and her frame was like a touch weak at times but it's week one i can't expect perfection on week one yeah, the the level of dancing is so high from the women in this that it's like, oh, well, why aren't they pointing their... You forget. Yeah. You literally forget that it's a premiere because I found myself being like, oh, her frame should be so much better. And I was like, Katie, this is literally the first time she's seen a ballroom floor. How about you calm down? 
honestly, we needed some of the men to to help temper us because I guarantee some of the men will not be good. Oh, well, and okay, let's just talk about this too. Like in the past couple of seasons, the men have really blown the women out of the water somewhat or just it seems like the crop of men have just been more consistent than the women and so like to have this where you just had five out of the six women just come out and like do a very good and like I don't know surprising is the right word but just really do a nice job it was really nice to see perfect for the Spice Girls we got girl power yep so Mel B sees a 24. She gets straight eights. I underscored. I did not appreciate the judges. Carrie Ann and Bruno both were like, oh, I was so nervous for you. Oh, I like essentially did not have high expectations for you. And I felt like offended on Melby's behalf. I couldn't quite make head or tail of what they were saying. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And maybe it was because in her package, Mel talks about, it feels weird just calling her Mel. Mel B <laughs> says in her package um, that it, their Spice Girls choreography was really just like step touches. And mm -hmm. if when she would mess that up, she could be like, oh, we can like, laugh about it and just kind of like freestyle or do something and so yeah. maybe that's why they had low expectations i don't know maybe but yeah i always think it's weird to tell somebody oh i don't know if i had if i thought you were going to do well here that just always feels a little underhanded yeah it feels yeah it's like did you really have to say it that way mm -hmm. katie it's time for our final contestant it's time for the 56-year-old woman, the oldest ever female to be on Dancing with the Stars to this point. She's ancient. Mm -hmm. It's Seymour, Jane Seymour, and her partner, Tony Devalani. Mm -hmm. I think it was weird how much they were playing into the Bond girl thing when I truly think Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman would have been like more in the forefront of people's brains at that time what show is that from dr quinn medicine woman that's what the show is called yes okay okay sorry oh my god <laughs> but i guess like james bond uh, in the like year or so that this show was airing um casino royale came out in i think 2006 and that was a real like resurgence for bond in popularity so maybe that's why they were like oh we're really gonna hit the jane Se jane seymour was a bond girl i don't know um but uh well and i feel like bond is just like such an iconic role too that like so many people like if you are a bond girl you're gonna really like hammer that home do you want to know what her role was Yes. So her her Bond girl role, she is in Live and Let Die, which is sort of a like black exploitationy Bond <laughs> movie. Um, like uh, Yafet Kodo is the villain, and he's great. Um, mm -hmm. but it's like sort of a weird movie with voodoo and like drugs and a little bit of inner city stuff. It's it's a little uncomfortable at times, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But Jane Seymour 
plays a tarot card reader who's who can like see the future because she's a virgin and if she becomes not a virgin she'll lose that ability to see the future and so she's like working for the bad guys and stuff and then lo and behold here comes roger moore and he's like hey and they sleep together and then she like can't see the future anymore, so she's like tainted and so then the ba- bad guy's like we're gonna kill you and bond's like no she's my bond girl so then they like adventure and stuff it also has been like at this point what like six seven years since i've seen any of these movies so if that's not totally accurate that might be true but i think that's pretty accurate at the very least she's definitely a virgin and then she's not by the end of the movie and that's bad yeah that's bad right kids (laughs) anyway (laughs) welcome to jmp after dark (laughs) a very special jmp um, I liked her. I, she, her life dream was that she wanted to be a ballerina. They really hit home her age, but like, I really enjoyed her. And I think her and Tony are a great pairing. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed her. I think she has such star wattage. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's grace she's flair she's class i love her Mm -hmm. i wish the routine hadn't been so sedate in between the occasional like big move Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the dance didn't like wow me or anything it didn't blow me away but it was very like pretty it was lovely and flowy and delicate like it was just a very nice routine which again it's week one and it was a very nice routine they definitely had the least amount in hold out of all of the fox traps and she needed to keep her shoulders back when they were out of hold yeah well i just know that len had made the comment to alec that he thought they had done more in hold because she couldn't mm-hmm. remember or whatever like she wasn't capable of doing it capable. and then yeah. jane had a lot out of hold yeah um, i also like what you said that it was delicate she danced that delicateness she danced with such subtlety which is yes. a great sign but i wished that for week one it wasn't a subtle dance mm-hmm mm-hmm especially against all of the dances that we saw tonight you did need to mm-hmm. not be subtle i think it was just ever so slightly better than marie's foxtrot but i think jane if she had been given the choreography of marie's foxtrot it would have been even better oh i agree i agree that dance another straight eights so so we had a high scoring night Mm -hmm. one i mean we had two couples on 21 two on 24 one on 26 and then of course you had a 16 but like those are good scores all across the board yeah let's see if the men hold up to that standard no we we got through night one chris i'm excited to see what the men have in store for us Katie, remember when we were talking in light planning stages and decided to split this up and we were like, oh, we can do like a 40 minute episode. 
that'll be fine. <laughs> Remember when that that was the case? Yeah, and instead it turned into like another hour and a half long episode. <laughs> we are who we are. Yeah. If you haven't caught on, we might delude ourselves from time to time, but our audience knows when they hear us say, oh, we just thought we'd hop on and do a short episode. They're like, all right, buckle up. We're in for, we're in for an hour of delight. And then we tell them, hey, we're going to do a Titanic episode, a three-hour movie. Ha 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 ha, it's only ten minutes. Just ha 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 ha, look at how funny we are. <laughs> we, ca we can't escape ourselves. No. And I wouldn't want to. If you don't want to escape us either, you can find us on any <laughs> streaming podcatcher. Uh, you can also tell your friends to listen to us. And you can give us a nice review. It helps other people find our podcast. And shouldn't they? And if you want to interact with us, we are on Twitter at JMP Pod and on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. You can send us a tweet or leave a comment on one of our posts. I don't know. You can interact with us. Well, Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for the premiere of the 11th season of The Bachelor, featuring Stephen Womack's first time as The Bachelor, coming up next. Do, 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 do.